Welcome back, everybody. It's time for all other business. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We're picking up listeners every single episode. That's great to see. So I, I'm glad you like it. Let your friends know. Now, today we decided to take on a subject which is a little um, sensitive, bathroom etiquette. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a CEO or if you work in the mailroom. Sooner or later, you got to go. And the bathroom is the great equalizer. And it's kind of always been an interesting uh, topic for me because you see, you know, it's a basic human need. And yet, after leaving the bathroom, you still got to deal with people on a professional basis, no matter what you have seen or heard in there. The number one pet peeve I have is when you're in the stall, why do people insist on speaking with you? I really don't like having a conversation when I'm sitting there and someone's washing their hands and starts talking to me. That's annoying. I think you should have a little privacy there, don't you? There should be a little buffer. Yeah, a little privacy. Right. But sure enough, someone will say, hey, that's annoying. So what do you do? do you talk? I guess you talk to them, right? I stated that uh, there should be some etiquette here as far as not speaking to someone when they're in there. Oh, it's really? Not a conversation, right. Oh, boy. But I'm I'm with you. I mean, there was one time um, I was, you know, sitting in the stall doing my business, and all of a sudden, in the stall next to me, I hear somebody say, "Hello." Now, rapid fire, the ca the calculations in my brain were like, "Does is he talking to me? How do, do I do I pretend that I'm not here? He knows I'm here. What do I do? Do I say anything? You know?" But was this before cell phones or after cell phones? This was he was he was on his cell phone. Okay. But for a split second, I thought he was talking to me, and I was thinking, "What the hell? What am I supposed to do now?" I mean, these cell phones are are causing all sorts of strange um, inconveniences, you know, and when you're trying to be private, in my opinion. Oh yes. And the other situation is cleanliness. Yes. People, if they don't wash their hands, which is unbelievable, how people do not wash their hands. Despicable. Do you say something? And especially, too, they don't wash their hands, number one, or they try to shake your hand or something. Now, right? that happened to me. Did it? Yes. I went into the men's room, and I was at an event, and the man that was being honored walked out of the stall, saw me, and went to shake my hand. Now, it wasn't that he wasn't going to wash his hands. It's just that he hadn't washed his hands yet. <laughs> so the situation was do I shake his hand or do a bump fist or do the bro hug <laughs> so I decided to bro hug you did yeah because I figured his hands were around my back and I could always get the suit washed or dry cleaned <laughs> you know that was quick thinking quick thinking but I was quite shocked when he started to approach me and extended his hand you know, these are situations that you almost have to have a plan for because they take you by surprise. You could always, I think the bro hug was a good solution. You could always say, oh, I'm not feeling well today, so I'm not shaking hands. That's another way to do it, right? Because some people say, I got a cold. I don't want to give you the cold. I'm, I'm not doing handshakes today. That's a kind of an A-game response, you know? Right. That was an A-game. B-game would have shook his hands and threw up on his lap. <laughs> or, or say something like, I ain't touching you, shit farm. <laughs> I ain't touching you until I see those hands go under the faucet. <laughs> a faffa head. 
I had a guy who, like you said earlier, he never washed his hands. He just came out of the stall and left. I was very disgusted by that. So I get, I shot this guy a look once, and he, uh, he must have knew that I was very displeased with his lack of cleanliness. So the next time he saw me in the bathroom, he put on the faucet, he put his hands near the faucet, not in it, to give the illusion that he was washing his hands. That is very interesting. I wonder I mean, why he did that. I don't know. I don't know what this guy had against washing his hands. I'm I'm trying to think maybe it was some sort of uh, some sort of religious protocol. I just don't understand why he couldn't wash his hands. He'd rather pretend wash than actually wash. We actually saw a guy was washing his feet in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was like a religious thing or something. Like, what the heck is this guy doing? What, right in the bowl with the feet? Or? Yeah. No, not in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't witness it, but someone told me the guy was washing his feet. You know, I guess that's better than not washing your Washing your feet is better than not washing your hands, I guess. When you know someone doesn't wash their hands, and you display, like, chocolates or something on a dish... Which we do sometimes, you know, we have jelly beans or whatever. And that person puts their pour in the bowl. What do you do? Well. See, this goes beyond the bathroom. It, it, it starts then, it works its way out into the office space. You should put a letter around this person's, or on their person's desk. You, you know, like they do in the restaurants in New York City. Give this person a grade. You know, filthy. F for filthy. And this and way... If people see him put the hand in the bowl, they'll know, stay away. Now, you know, you guys guys can tolerate a lot of things, but there are still certain things in terms of cleanliness that even I can't stand, like like urine on the seat, all right? The guy puts the seat down, he, he splatters all over the seat, droplets everywhere. Now, I go in there, and now I got to clean off, right, right, his mess. What kind of a barbarian would do that? And then you got the non-flusher. Oh. He, likes, he likes to leave you the prize. <laughs> Look at this trophy. Really? I actually had a guy take a picture once and showed everybody what it looked like. That's not true. That can't I be true. It. Oh, yes. He was very proud of his moment. And he liked to share that with everyone. What? The? I can't even come up with something funny to say. I'm so, I'm so grossed out by that right now. I just want to know how he got the measurement. What, he, he, he was taking an over-under on how long it was? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look at this. This is a three-footer. <laughs> what did he have, like a pool? Yes, it was like a, you know, it was a contest. Who can go the longest? <laughs> but there was one time where I was in the men's room, and I was at a urinal, and this guy walks in, and all of a sudden he goes right behind me. And I had to turn around and say, hey, pal, Occupado here. What are you doing? Can you see me standing here? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he zipped it up and waited for me to get done. Wow. Yeah. What was he thinking? He was, he was trying to put a little subtle pressure on you, like, finish up, buddy, because I'm about to explode here? What the hell? <laughs> on the other side of the coin, you got the guys, and I've had this a number of times, who don't close the door of the store. Right? No, so, that I've never seen. I've seen this a number of times. They don't close the door. They just kind of leave it 
swinging a little bit open and they're doing whatever they're doing. You think the stall is available because the door is not shut tight. You open it up and there they are. <laughs> and the only there's only one expression that it's not controlled. The only thing that happens when you see that is, whoa, that's it. That's, whoa. <laughs> You're not, excuse me, not, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, <laughs> right? Now, who said that? The guy sitting there or the guy opening the door? I think both at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a universal sign. Yeah, whoa, like, oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Choke side? Well, we have the universal opening the door of the stall side. Whoa! I mean, you really shouldn't have to lay these basic rules out. If you're in the stall, lock the door. If you've finished your business, flush the toilet. If there's piss on the seat, wipe it off. I mean, come on. This is but now you wonder these people can't follow these basic rules. What are they doing on the on their job? You know, they must be the most terrible workers known to mankind. I think the cruelest thing in the world is some bathrooms have a, you have to put in a code before you can get in. Yes. I understand it's security reasons, right, that they do that. But I got to tell you, sometimes if you're in a panic and you forget the code, trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially if you do a uh, prairie dog in it. You know, you're running back from lunch, and you start to sweat, and there's beads of sweat on your forehead, and is it 342, 435? Why can't they just make it simple, like 135? And then you get oh. the wise ass that makes it one, hold two and four together, then five. <laughs> yeah. And I can never hold a two and four together. I, it's like, my fingers, they, they lock up on me. I mean, yeah, why make it as difficult as possible, especially like if you're in a panic, like you're saying, you're, you ever get that, you know, you're sweating, the knees start to get weak. Yeah. Now i got to remember the freaking code. Whenever somebody new would come in, into the office, the first thing I would tell them is, this is the code. Right. If I never told them anything else, that was the one thing I wanted to tell them. Well, that's you know? nice, because some people don't, you know, some people don't even think about bathrooms. So if someone comes in, I'll say, do you need to use the restroom or something like that? I think that's appropriate, proper etiquette to you know, at least ask if someone use a restroom or so forth. Because, you know, they may be busting, too, as they're walking in from, uh, especially if they travel from coming from the airport or, uh, you know, from the bus terminal or something like that. So you really should be generous and ask the person. I think you should. Well, you know, it can go the other way, too. I mean, if there's somebody you have a grudge against, just tell them the wrong code. Yes. You can tell them you don't. You got to figure it out yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is part of your new job interview. You need to figure out the code. This is how we test problem-solving ability. Yes. This is a, this is like a a Google type interview. Figure <laughs> out the men's room code. The job. Your job is to figure out that code. And if I yes. see you come back in with a large stain on your pants, just pack up your things and leave. Yes. You're not welcome here. When you're in the bathroom, you have like. You, you, you tend to notice things because you sort of you got really nothing else to do, right? You're sitting there, and uh, there's this one guy who used to take, who used to go to the roll easily 20 times. He was like, flip, 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 flip. I'm thinking, after five, you know, what's left? Is <laughs> like, that for the next guy? I didn't say anything to him, but I was Did thinking. Did they save a tree? The other problem is the guy, I used to, every morning I would go in at a certain time, and you have your regulars. This guy would sit there and read his newspaper. 
What makes these people think that a store's a library? Exactly. It's got that's ridiculous. There's other they're very people are very inconsiderate. The other thing is certain people have certain smells. And then you're dying to ask of like, what the hell do you eat? This is brutal. My eyes are tearing. You know, I guess it's nature, but please do a courtesy flush. Get rid of that thing. Then of course you always get these very uncomfortable situations, no toilet paper. Right? <laughs> now now you become like special ops, right? You crack the door open, you look both ways to see if anybody was there, you dart into the next the next open stall to see if there's any toilet paper in there. You know, become you, you, you become a heightened sense of reality. The adrenaline is flowing, you know. <laughs> you know, the maintenance guy is out back smoking a joint, no toilet paper anywhere. Then you have to go to plan B, paper towels. <laughs> plan C's T shirt. The other thing is the cleaning people. Now, what's proper etiquette when they're in there? Do you go or do you wait till they leave? Well, if you can, I think you got to wait till they leave. But let's face it, if you're in dire need and there's no other option, you got to go. I don't, I don't care, man. It's... Well, it's probably one of the only rooms in your house or office that if you're in there, you got to go. Right. So what I usually do is just have a conversation with the cleaning guy. Yo, you may want to hold off on that mop until I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Conserve your energy. Like I said at the beginning, now all of these things happen, and the only reason that this is relevant to our particular podcast here is that you see these people, you know what they just did, now you got to sit across from them at a meeting. Do you ever think differently about these people? I mean, how can you have any respect for these people? It really takes a lot of restraint not to bring that into the professional setting. You know, like, let's say you have a disagreement with them over a particular business thing, and then you just say, well, how can I take you seriously? Right. You don't even flush when you finish taking a crap. <laughs> you don't wash your hands, you animal. <laughs> well, I think we're about finished with this topic. You know, it's it's nasty business, but somebody's got to talk about it, and we're just the guys to do it. So thanks again for listening. We're on Facebook. We'll see you next time.